Are you tired of setting goals only for them to sit on the counter and collect dust? Me too. That's why we've got Sarah here and she's going to talk to us a little bit about the grit and grace that it takes to set goals that you can actually achieve. <clears throat> that said, I'm going to give you guys a moment to get to know her. Sarah, tell us a little bit about yourself and why setting goals that you can achieve are, is important uh, to you and why it should be important to everybody. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me here today, Shauna. Um, it's my first ever Facebook Live. Uh, well, I know we're live in a bunch of different places. Um, so thank you for having me on the show. My name is Sarah Kinlan. I am a mindset coach and motivational speaker, and I help people achieve goals um, with the right balance of grit and grace. So um, if you think about your goals that you may have set in the past, did you write it down? Did you think of it on January 1st and by January 31st, it was gone. Um, I offer my audiences lots of tips and tricks on how to actually achieve their goals. That's amazing because truly <clears throat> in business and in life in general, because I do believe that life and business are intricately intertwined. Um, we're always setting goals. We really are. We're, we're, we're trying. Okay. You know what? Uh, New Year's comes along and we're saying things like, I'm going to lose those 10 pounds or I'm going to start uh, reading more or doing yoga or whatever the heck it is. You know, I'm going to reach out to the right amount of people when I'm doing my outbound marketing. Yeah. Well, do you do it? Yeah. What have you, have you actually set yourself up for success? Um, these are really, really important kind of ideas to think of that people typically don't. They just kind of throw it out there and say, I'm going to be a better person. Um, yeah. So... <laughs> Or alternatively, they might set a goal that's something they've already done in the past, right? Like, I I want to get three new clients this month. Okay, well, last month you got three new clients. So where's the excitement in getting three new clients this month, right? Like, I want to help people set goals that are super exciting, that make them jump out of bed every morning to get after them. For myself, wow. I set a goal a few years back. I want to be a world-renowned speaker, coach, and educator. And here I am speaking, right? Um, so, uh, yeah, it's you do things every day towards your goal because it's something that lights you up, something that's exciting. You're blowing me away already. So what are we? We're what? Two, two and a half minutes in, and I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm goal setting. <clears throat> but we're not just goal setting. This is This is more than that. This is like visionary goals, goal setting. So tell me a little bit more about that. And why, why is that side of things important? Cause we, like I just did, I was thinking goal setting, we're going to do this repetitive task that we want to make sure that we do. We're going to kind of more along the lines of, and this is totally in alignment with uh, my background in psychology, more along the lines of habit formation. Yeah. And I mean, if you don't already have the habit, perhaps that's a part of the goal, but you're not talking about just the habits on the way to the goal. You're talking about this visionary process. Dive into that for me for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So with all of my clients and audiences, I always start with a, a goal setting reflection. So we go back in time when you were 10 years old. What did you want to be, Shauna? What were your hopes, dreams? What were the things that you really enjoyed doing? What were the things you didn't enjoy doing? And then we look at the other end of your career. What do you want to do when you retire? So you think um, 
people always say, oh, when I retire, I'll spend more time with my grandkids. When I retire, I'm going to golf every day. When I retire, I'm going to do this. When I retire, I'm going to teach leadership classes. Well, last year I was like, screw that. I am not waiting for retirement. I'm going to start teaching leadership classes today. And so that's what I'm doing, right? So we do this reflection of looking back and looking forward. And then the third question I like to ask is, what's something you've never done, but you've always wanted to do? Ooh. These three questions, when you pose them to an audience or a client, <clears throat> get people really thinking. And through the answers to those three questions, some themes will come out and some goals will come out and some actions will come out and people get really excited about this. And from there, we formulate a goal, a big fun goal. So you're and not just letting people come to you with goals and you help them to stack up the necessary actions. We yeah. are actually unearthing your deep seated goals yeah. that you perhaps subconsciously didn't even know were, were there or even possible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have one, one client I worked with wanted to spend more time outside and started, we set a goal about spending more time outside, which turned into a goal about teaching other people who grew up in this, in the city with like him in an apartment without going outside, without learning how to canoe or kayak or camp. And now he spends all of his time volunteering for an organization that gets those youth out into the, out into the campgrounds. So amazing. like that was deep inside him that had nothing to do with his work. He still has his nine to five job, whatever. That was his goal that got him out of bed every day. It lit him up. He led by example by getting himself outside and then started getting other people to come with him. So, so where's the, where's the connection then? So <clears throat> we're going because I'm, I'm still ruminating on when I was 10 years old. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm still sitting here in my 10-year-old self going, yeah. oh, okay. So my ideas um, from when I was 10 to, well, actually, you know what? Now that I'm talking, so when I, I, I'll just, I, I like to be transparent. I'm an open book. So when I was 10, I wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to be a painter. I wanted to really um, do things with, with art and creativity. I even, I would even go so far as to say that I was starting to understand what it meant to be an animator. And as you all know, I am not, none of those things. Um, it didn't but you are creative. Precisely. I am. And you are an educator. And that's, and that's exactly it. So like, I did have some of those things now in my retirement, I definitely want to be able to, um, and I'm doing this. I'm because I think I just love this. It, it's, it's the same kind of idea, but that what gets brought out from within you as you're navigating this world of, of the freedom of being an entrepreneur, in my humble opinion, or at least the freedom of taking control of your time and honoring your time as much as you honor the, the bottom dollar that you're making. And I think this is a really important conception, uh, conception for people is when I retire, I want to be able to go camping with my husband, set up an easel and just paint a picture of like the group of seven did, right? Go up to Algonquin, uh, which is just about four hours north of me and tr just paint this beautiful sunset mm. with the tilted tree. Like I did this, this is, gorgeous to me. So I think to myself, okay, what is the connection there? How can I, what does that have to do with me setting goals now um, in my day to day? And I'd like to hear, I've got some ideas on what that would mean and you don't need to make them specific to me, but I'm just showing that like, I see the connection between the two, but I'm currently right now, not necessarily painting. Every, I'm certainly not painting every day. I wish I were, I do, but yeah. 
I'm doing this, which I'm equally enjoying, right? This is a creative outlet for me. So how do we unearth, how do we, how do I make this question? How do I take that literal fine arts creativity, quote unquote goal, um, and bring it to the forefront while I'm setting goals now, today, as who I am within the environment that I occupy now? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean... Obviously, we've worked together a lot and go a lot deeper on this in a one-to-one setting, but it's like, why aren't you painting more today? What's holding you back from painting more? What are the thoughts that are keeping you from painting more? If that's really what you're doing, okay. that's yeah. really and, doing, right? And then is it okay then for, and I'm, I'm saying this broadly because I can imagine, and I'd like to make this applicable to anyone here who, okay. I really want to read more books. That's a big one that I find in our community. People want to read more books. I've only read like two books this year. And it's like, well, your questions are valid for that. I really want to get out walking more. I really want to X, Y, Z. It doesn't matter what your goal is. This is really reflective of that. Well, why aren't you? Um, and true to form. Some great comments coming, by the way, Shauna, that you, you are all those things, not just what your 10-year-old was thinking, and that you should paint on your next camp out. And I'm camping again, guys, in two weeks. So here we go. Uh, okay, and, I some, I, you, and this is, I think this is part of it. And, and I, I don't want to go into coaching my, like you coaching me in this situation. I want to make sure this is applicable to everybody. What um, I do. <laughs> I'm like, oh gosh, guys, come on, calm down. <laughs> I do bring just full disclosure. I do bring my sketchbook and I sketch every time I go out. So I'm there, I'm there. Um, but I'm thinking more along the lines of like, uh, True to form, I'm thinking of of a Jason Mraz song, right? He sings something to the effect of free up your, like, uh, open up your calendar and then you're free. And we still live in reality, though. We still have priorities. We still have to bring the kids to school. We still have to pack lunches. We still have to do our revenue generating activities in our business if we're uh, we're entrepreneurs. We still have to do the checklist of, of commands when you're in your nine to five. You have to complete those things to uphold where you're at. So it's a matter of like, Okay, where do I free up time while still honoring the priorities that I have in life and and the realities that I experience? Um, Somebody wants to travel more. Okay, but their finances are restricted and they're working a nine to five every single day of the week, um, including maybe some overtime because they need to in order to pay bills. I'm just. I'm. Yep. 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 And and you're, you're doing a side hustle. Yeah. And you're doing and so you're starting your own business as well. So your time is very occupied. Maybe you're a parent on top of all that. Yeah. Now you're going, oh my gosh, but Sarah, you're telling me to make these goals to pull time out of my behind. Now what? Yeah, you can bend time if you are motivated by the goal. You can. So I'll just give you an example of this person I know, me. Um, so I wanted to travel more. I love that. How am I gonna afford to travel more? I taught a course at Conestoga College last year, made the money to pay for, uh, I'm going on a 10 day yoga retreat in Tuscany this fall, paid for thanks to Conestoga College. So um, I, you know, want to grow this business. I'm working a nine to five. I have eliminated a lot of non-value add activity from my life. And it's easy for me. You wouldn't believe like last night I worked on my website for two hours how much I can get done in two hours. Mm. Like you can run a business in a few hours a week. You really can. And when you're excited and motivated, it's not work. Like there's nothing I'd rather be doing than coaching, speaking, 
educating people. This is my jam. Like I haven't been this happy all weeks as I am right now. So thank you. <laughs> and this is exciting. So a lot of what I do um, just in as a person is to play devil, devil's advocate. I, I love it because it, it truly pulls out like the best out of people. They start going, they start realizing um, more than the superficial fluff that they spout every day. They're like, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what I say. This is what I believe. Okay, but why? Okay, but what about? Okay, and we start really digging in, and then they start. That's see, and that, and it's beautiful because that's what starts pulling out those sparks. And you're like, oh, this is the sticky stuff. This is the stuff that matters. It's holding everybody together, and it's beautiful. Um, so I'm I'm so excited that it it turned that on for you. I'm really really excited. Now, you also have a have a saying that goes along with this, and that is the, the grit and grace, right? Mm -hmm. Which I love. It tickles my fancy. It's got alliteration and all that jazz. Yeah. Um, yes. So. Tell me a little bit more about that because number one, it's important. And number two, because I have, if we get to it, a viewpoint on grace okay. that may or may not be applicable to the situation. So, so dive into grit and grace. What, what does that take? Yes. Okay. So grit is like relentless pursuit of your goal, right? So step one with my customer, we're setting a goal. Step two, we're talking about grit. Grit is all about getting after it. Now, some people go a little too far on the grit. That's our hustle culture. That's our do more, push, push, push. Okay. I don't want to get there with grit, but I do want that relentless pursuit of your goal. I want that gritty growth mindset, which is keeping an open mind, trying new things. So I spend a lot of time talking with my clients and audiences about grit. On the other hand, there's this thing called grace and grace is forgiving yourself. Forgiving yourself when maybe you didn't send those emails. Maybe you didn't get the number of clients that you're hoping to get in a month. Um, giving yourself that forgiveness. But if you have too much grace, it's like, oh, it's okay, self. I'll do that next year. And you don't actually get anything done. So what I'm talking with my clients about is having the right balance of grit and grace to get after their goals. And I do that by, again, doing some reflection work, right? and talking about grit and setting a grit statement. So a grit statement, my grit statement is faith over fear. I live my life freely and on my own terms. I spend the most time doing what I want to do and what I'd love to do. I try new things, I'm growing. So that's my grit statement. I help all of my audiences and clients develop their own grit statements. I write it in my journal almost every day, it's with me. Someone asked me to do something I've never done before. I'm like, I try new things. That's me. Sure, I'll do it, right? I have always said I'm never, ever getting a tattoo, never getting a tattoo. My mind is opening to the possibility that I might get a tattoo one day, okay? Similarly, on the grace side, we do some reflection and come up with some affirmations that are meaningful to the individual. Um, so for me, my affirmation is I am strong. I am beautiful. I can do all of this. It is safe for me to be brave, to take risks, and to have fun. And so I, anytime I'm feeling overwhelmed, I am strong, I am beautiful, I can do all of this. It's coming with me. Anytime I'm scared, it is safe for me to be brave, to take risks, and to have fun doing it. Okay? I was scared to death coming on this live with you, and look at me, I'm having so much fun. It is safe for me to be brave and to have fun. Okay. It's so beautiful. It really is beautiful. And and what I what I particularly love, and I got like this, like it was like it felt like somebody had taken their thumbs on both sides of my spine. It wasn't like a tingle, just like and ran it down. I was like, oh, that's 
perfect because my, this is my beef with grace is the question of when does grace become laziness? Lazy. Exactly. And that, and that's always bothered me. And I've never really been able to kind of conceptualize, like, am I being lazy right now? Like, how do I, how can I tell if grace is walking that fine line between grace and laziness? Can you tell me that? Because I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna, yeah, definitely. When you have that grit, the relentless pursuit of your goal, you're not going to be lazy, but you are going to have the right amount of grace to forgive yourself when things don't go exactly as planned. So as long as you're taking the steps forward and you're not just sitting in a plateau or in stagnation, you're not just sitting in almost, I wouldn't maybe necessarily call wallowing, but yes. Right. As long as you're not just accepting the status quo, then you're still, you're, you're putting in enough grit to allow for the grace that you deserve. Absolutely. Oh, that was beautiful. Okay. So how do we, how do we get to the point of like achieving these goals? Now we've, we've, we've really conceptualized them. We've pulled them out from the depths of our spleen. And if you're a poet, you know what this means. And I've I've got a thing for, don't worry about it. Um, (laughs) You pull it right, right out of you and, and you're sitting with it. You've understood the, the difference between, or rather the flow between um, grit and grace. Now, how are we actually actively achieving these goals? Because this seems like a big thing for somebody who doesn't go out very much now or is, is, is expecting themselves out of joy to, to do all these things. Um, to me, yeah. it falls back to what we started. At. I feel like we've gone full circle. Now we're talking about habit formation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And while just before I answer that question, hello, Andrew, I see you in the comments and and a few other people that love the grit statement. Yeah, I I love the grit statement. It's been life changing for me for sure. Um, Okay, so how do we actually get after these goals? So adults learn by repetition. And our subconscious mind wants to take over and go back to the comfortable ways of working all the time. And so we need to retrain our subconscious mind with new ways of working. And we do that through repetition. So I have a journal. Every day I write out my goal. I'm so happy and grateful now that I'm a world-renowned speaker, coach, and educator. I talk about how does that goal make me feel? I feel free. I feel unique. I feel valuable. Those feelings are what the, how I'm going to feel when I've achieved that goal is what gets me up and excited every day. Cause I'm getting out of bed. I know I'm going after this goal, right? And so having that repetition, it's in the back of my mind. I take action towards my goal sometimes without even knowing it because my subconscious knows what my goal is now, right? That's how we work at the habits. Same with the grit and grace, grace statement. I write them over and over and over again. I have them pinned to the sides of my monitors because I want my subconscious mind to know this is the way we do this right? This is how we get after our goals. This is how we're going to achieve greatness is that repetition. And that's, it's really cool because for me, I don't know how many times I I just realized I say really cool a lot. That's really cool. Am I a nineties kids? Yes. Maybe. Um, (laughs) Maybe I should switch to French. Oh, chouette. Um, (laughs) Let's just just shift it up a little bit. Um, So yes, this repetition, this goal setting in and the way you've termed it is that you're, I am that person and you are, and you're embodying it every day through your words and through your actions. 
And what's really interesting to me is that is the first step in habit formation. And if you haven't read it yet, you absolutely should. This is to everyone here listening. Um, James Clear's Atomic Habits. Um, I actually started with BJ Fogg's uh, Tiny Habits. I'm really interested in sensation perception and how we form habits and how we repeat these things because this is all a part of our day-to-day and in particular, the part of your marketing because a lot of that is repetitive um, and it's hard to get into when it doesn't excite you as much. So we, I, I play with that all the time. But the purposes of this conversation, James Clear starts out by saying, your habit isn't about, I want to... Uh, I want to stop smoking, or I want to um, start posting every day, or I want, none of that is what he talks about. Your habit starts with, I am the kind of person who goes for a walk after I drop off my kids. Your habit starts with, I am the kind of person who does whatever, that, that's who I am. It's your sense of being first, not doing, which is a really interesting way to think about it, but that's what I'm hearing from you. Totally love that book, by the way. Love it. It's so it, it makes to read it. <laughs> I, I actually I borrowed it from the library, read it through, loved it to pieces, and went out and bought it for myself. I said, This has to be on my shelf. Yeah. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And what I particularly love about it is transitioning from BJ Fogg's tiny habits to James Clear's atomic habits. Um, James Clear, first of all, he references BJ Fogg, which is really cool. Um, is that James Clear actually it's more of a um compilation of it's, it's empirical data right so like he's compiled yes. a bunch of information from a variety of different places and then and then mm-hmm. formulated his own um methodologies his own assumptions about things um whereas bj fogg is more um grounded uh grounded research which is really it's just an interesting yeah. di- difference um and james clear because he references so many different psychologists and and therapists and and studies um the geek squad comes out and I'm like, I really love this. So exactly. Me we too. now know if you didn't already know all the things that Sarah is doing as a speaker, as a coach, um, as an influential person in our community right here, right now is founded in psychology is founded in neuroscience is actually making changes on the molecular level, which mm-hmm. is crazy. Like that's amazing. And it blows my mind. Such a beautiful connection because I am a scientist. Um, I spent, you know, 20 years being a scientist, but um, I've also been a leader for 20 years. So um, I love it. I love it. See, this is beautiful. Now, if I, now I'm going to give you the chance right now, Sarah, if, if they're, because we're running out of time. Are there any closing words that you want to say to make sure that people know something that's just, eating away at your soul that you need to tell the world. This is your chance. I want to hear it from you. (laughs) Yeah. I just want to, first of all, thank all of the listeners who are on here today or catching the replay. Um, This has been so much fun. Uh, Thank you, Shauna. Um, I really do believe that you are amazing. I believe you have amazingness wrapped up inside you and that it's just waiting to be let loose. And I would love to work with you um, either in one-to-one coaching or um, in group coaching or at your next event. I'd love to be a speaker there. So you can go to sarahkinlin.com and find out all you need to know about me. Uh, Slide into my DMs on Instagram at Pearl Performance Inc. Um, 
I'm happy to happy to chat with any of you. And again, Shauna, thank you so much for having me on your show. It has been so much fun. Um, and I, I, it's really a big deal for me to take risks and have fun and be brave. So thank you. It has been an absolute joy to have you here, Sarah. And if anybody's not connected, they absolutely should. I feel like somebody just dropped a beautifully wrapped gift in my lap when you sat next to me on the couch that day and I wouldn't trade it for the world. So for that, I thank you for joining us and we will see you on the next episode, everybody. Um, weekly episodes. Woohoo. Huzzah. Everybody dance. We will chat with you soon. <laughs> see you later. <laughs>